0: Welcome to the family with Rail Battle. Craig Gass
1: and Tracy Morgan. (laughs) 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 Steve Wonder. JB. Andy Brampernard. Brandt-
2: and Cassie Schrader.
1: <laughs> and Gene Simmons from KISS. <laughs> if you missed any part of today's podcast, it's available for $20,000 at kissonline.com. <laughs> but doesn't
0: $5 if it goes to charity, though, doesn't it? Only
1: $5. $5 goes to raise money for herpes. Right now, <laughs> go to kissonline.com. We're the band that gave you herpes, and we're going to cure it. <laughs> we'll be right back. That is awesome.
0: Some reconditioning can't apply, so please, no flood cars from Apple Valley. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Chevy, Mazda, or Nissan, check out the new kids on the block. Don't tell them Tom sent you. Just show up and be amazed. That stuff never works anyway.
2: Had to. Yeah, you
0: had to. Yeah. You had to do it. I had
3: to. At
2: least you didn't play the uh, the cliché uh, rock and roll yeah. all night, so no, thank you for I, I'm not a KISS fan at all. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Shout it out loud, huh?
1: Everybody just stared at you just. I want Tom, um, I want her fired. <laughs> Time to go.
0: Time to go. I like that completely. There's no question about that. You can like um, kiss
3: or you can leave. <laughs> Speaking
0: of bands, we should point out that, that Rael is in the band Weird fox
3: That's true. So I'm a star, they can see it on my head.
0: <laughs> He's got that hat right there. <laughs> I love that percent. hat. Where did you get <laughs> that hat? I got it. I
3: got it in Chicago, in a in a hipster area, ironically. <laughs> in a <the> hipster area?
0: <laughs> so we're a bunch of weird. Uh, yeah, that's a, so. You just liked it. You saw it. And you went. That's I got, my hat. I got a hat. A hat.
3: Do you cool. wear it on
0: airplanes and stuff. Uh,
3: not, not. I, I forget that. It's what it says. I just wear it. I, I forget know. Until uh, parents grab their kids away from me. Oh. You know, I don't wear it as much. <laughs> he just starts laughing. <laughs> it's hilarious to me.
0: <laughs> no, I understand that. Yeah, it works out in the end. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Battle, he is at Rick Bronson's House Comedy. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Show on Sunday. And Craig Gas in studio as
1: well. The great
3: oh. Craig Gas. Whoa! God, don't start. Oh, no, no. Well, you're too rude. kind.
1: You're too Everybody's kind. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And by the way, the shows uh, in New Hope and in St. Cloud this weekend, I'm doing New Hope tonight and tomorrow and St. Cloud on Sunday. It's all at getgas.com for the links get gas with 2ss.com but I'm ready to talk about cops because you said you had a story about your <gasps> before favorite before we jump
2: into that Cassie can we give you some tickets away for this weekend oh sure Absolutely. yeah I can post something Sorry. on on uh, Facebook and Twitter
3: sounds great usually
2: what I do is he's
3: here for the business I, I didn't even think about it you know <laughs> I, I mean I, I got a job to do <laughs> still yeah, guys you know uh, hey, I gotta do this
2: thing he's following he's me center. Rick Bronson's gonna hear this thing at some point in time <laughs> oh, I yeah. gotta give tickets away you know <laughs> what
3: up Rick <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay, all you have to
2: do is follow us on facebook at tom bernard podcast i'll post all you do is like it and tag a friend and we will send your info over to house of comedy to get your free passes and same thing on twitter we're at tom bernard show and you can tag a friend on there as well
3: Super cool. Is right. that, that yeah. called
0: the Tom
2: Bernard Show? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just
1: now finding out about that? Yeah, I didn't know it was, it was a Tom Show. His name is on
2: it. He has no idea.
3: <laughs> they got a website for you. Yeah. You know, you got an app, too, right? Have an app? <laughs> yeah. By the way, you owe me like $10,000. You forgot about that as well? <laughs> yeah, you didn't owe me, me, me that now. Yeah, I had a 20% I, I, I take on it. that. Rob, don't forget about that
0: shit. Okay, yeah. it's kind of sorry. Put it around the table. I think they'll, they'll be able to live through it somehow. I'm almost <laughs> certain. Yeah. No question about it. The Fridays are some of my favorite days because people come in, we we'll get I, not doesn't happen a lot that two people are in at the same time and I always find those are just phenomenal shows way over the top.
1: I love hanging out with other comedians yeah, because it's like getting into stories about comedy which I actually really want to get into now, knowing that Rel is here with me but, uh, but I, I want to wrap that, that cops conversation okay, because yeah, okay uh, here's it here it is mine's very very quick <laughs> okay so same
0: thing cops <laughs> are called to a domestic incident mm-hmm. right and they get to do a trailer house shocker yeah, hardly, <laughs> hard <of laughs> <to try> <laughs> They get there, and this woman comes out. Same story. She's like bleeding from every orifice. She's a lot of blood and all that stuff. Okay, and the guy's still in the house, and she goes, "Oh my God, he did this and the other." The cops going, "Oh man, it's terrible." He goes, he starts knocking on the door. Hey, police! So the the, the 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 husband comes out. He opens the door. Husband comes out. He's uh, cutting about four bills. He's got no shirt on, and his gut is literally out there. I'm not kidding. It's like two feet sticking out from his body. Mm. Oh, boy. Big old guy with big, gigantic gut. And he walks out, and he says to the cop, Come on, Troy, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> we well, been there before, have <laughs> we? Come on, Troy, you know me. Oh, I you love know that. the cop by yeah, name. My first name. <laughs> That's by his first
1: name. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. My second favorite episode of Cops was in Indianapolis. They said we're responding to a robbery that took place at the strip mall. They pull around to the backside of the strip mall. And as they pull up, you see this guy. He's a white guy. He's—I'm going to guess—he's at least six foot six, six foot seven, no. ooh, maybe two hundred pounds. Maybe he's, he's just—he's scrawny. Range. Like, yeah, he's just he has got no meat on his bones, and he's crying on the Aww. sidewalk when they pull up. Cop gets out. What's going on here? And the guy goes, "And I just," uh, <laughs> and they go, "Sir, it's okay." Just tell us what happened. He goes, I was locking up for work, okay? And uh, I didn't even see this gentleman come up to me, but, but this gentleman came up behind me, and forgive my language, but he said, give me your goddamn money. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said to my face. And then, and then that gentleman over there, he grabbed me from behind. They pan over into the parking lot. There's a guy laying in the parking lot Sprawled across <laughs> two, you know those uh, concrete slabs that you bump your tires yeah, against yeah. when you park in a parking oh, sure. lot. Yeah. He's in between two of them <laughs> in a pool of blood, uh. and the scrawny white guy goes, "That guy grabbed me from behind, and uh, I- I'm a I'm a fifth degree black belt, <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as he touched me." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he started crying, and, and they go, they go, what happened? And he said, basically, I kicked the crap out of him. <laughs> I didn't want to. I did not want to. And they said, are you okay? And he said, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm going to need some new shoes. <laughs> they panned down. Oh, no, no, no. To his sneakers. Uh. And his sneakers... <laughs> are so saturated mm. in blood, yeah. that every time he shifts his body weight from Aww. his left foot to his right foot, a his, his sneakers are squishing <laughs> wow. out blood. Wow. I remember sitting on the edge of the bed wow. on a Saturday night with a glass of chocolate milk yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: with the girl that I was living with yeah. at the time, yeah. and I go, babe! <laughs> Babe, you, you watching this? <laughs> and she never cared about the shows I like. She went, I'm reading. And I went, I, oh, bitch. <laughs> this guy. Well, so that lasted I, a long time. I wanted to see a spin off of, like, yeah. I love, because the know. thing about this man that I love is that he is capable <laughs> of hospitalizing you with yeah. his hands right. And, right. and feet, yeah. but he feels terrible about it. you. Like, oh. like, almost please, you. <laughs> why did you have to try to rob me? <laughs> now I had to kill you. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? And it's, it was it's phenomenal. I want to see this guy get dropped off in bad neighborhoods and just <laughs> like going after like people just, just like yeah, just like stop. <laughs> 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 Robin he's doing the whole
2: praise Jesus, Be, yeah, Lord, don't let me Jesus. kill him. Yeah,
1: I mean, and so every time I go to the, to Indianapolis, I, I whenever I do media, <laughs> I always say, if anyone knows where this guy is, I've been dying to meet him. I'm a huge fan yeah. of his, and uh yeah, but uh, no connection but, yet. Yeah, but but Rel and I. Uh like stories about stand up comedy are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I loved like telling stories about uh there's there's moments you walk in a club. I was talking the other day about there's moments you walk into a club where somebody super famous shows up right before you get on stage mm-hmm. and you're like, ugh oh. Man, like you know, which yeah. at the comedy store was yeah, every day. It was yeah, every day, yeah. every day. There'd be somebody. I told the story the other day about how I had a midnight set in the in the OR, mm-hmm. and then I get there a little early, and there was like this buzz in the room, and uh, and Chris Rock showed up, and he's on stage, and I was like, oh man, I'm as a fan, I'm excited, until one of the managers came over and said, hey, um, Chris Rock's up, and I go, I know this is awesome. And they go, yeah. Uh, so as soon as he gets done he's going to bring you up. And I was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. I was like, <laughs> oh, why, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like, like, how, how? and the trick in learning when you're at the comedy store, how do I follow a comic like that? How do I, like, what do I say after a guy like that? Where even I don't want to be on stage after a guy like that, and I'd rather watch that guy go on longer and just mm-hmm. close out the night, you mm-hmm. know? And um, it's, um it's it's a crazy experience. Um, there are certain guys that it's who just are really, like Chappelle to me I think is the absolute toughest to follow. Oh, yeah. I bet, yeah. You know, because people not only don't want to see you, they get up and try to meet him yeah, on yeah. the way out. They'll follow him on the way out Because it's
3: like a godlike glow he has. So it's uh, like, yeah. oh, the show's I over. I can see that. Yeah. Well, Chappelle yeah I've there. never had
0: him on. i I got to be one of those. <laughs> Chappelle? Few- I've never had him on the show. Oh, does he still do that kind of stuff? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think he does anymore. He was always
1: he... kind of, yeah, he was never like big on doing, like he's, he does do media appearances from time to time. I saw him uh, do his show on, um, he did Sway over at Sirius XM. He like hung out for like an hour oh, yeah, and yeah, a half up, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with Donnell. He brought Donnell with him, but... Tracy Morgan, I think, is a great radio guest because yeah. he's so unpredictable. Really? Yeah, he's good. Have you ever had Tracy on? Yeah, yeah. And I actually had
0: Chris Rock on once, and he stopped doing radio. God, twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah, ago, like really. But he he was very very funny. I think it just broken, so that might have been maybe even thirty years ago now.
1: Uh-huh. Really.
2: I don't know. Well, he was on ago, SNL for a while, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Like, yep. two like two in the early three, like three uh, seasons, mid 80s, yeah. late 80s, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's
1: actually a really interesting story because he says, he admits that on SNL he didn't work that hard. And when he came out with Bring the Pain, it was a couple years after oh, he was God, love fired from <laughs> SNL. And he said he felt like his time in comedy was over. Yeah, he fired
3: him? They had yeah. fired him, yeah.
1: yeah. He, he really
3: He wasn't he, great right on the show. You remember? Yeah, he just, he, his characters. I always liked him. I always and he said,
1: him. he admitted that the three years that he was on SNL, he cared more about his status and going to parties mm-hmm. from being an SNL cast member. But uh, Tracy Morgan to me, it, Tracy Morgan is actually uh, my favorite Personal experience I've had and I love hearing a good entertainment business story. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is my favorite entertainment Business story and it was actually a night that I was opening for Chappelle at Caroline's in 2001 right before the Chappelle show came out Chappelle was rolling out clips of His show saying hey, I got a new show coming out and here's here's you know, he would explain the clip This is I'm a, a blind racist and you know here's the clip and, yeah. and it killed in Carolines like a few months before it ever aired. Oh you mean the blind white supremacist The blind, yeah yeah oh my he show, God, I Yeah love he was that. he's rolling out clips before the, the show came out. The greatest ever <clears throat> of all time. And uh I'm getting ready to yeah. go on stage one night and this agent came up to me and he's super nervous and he said, "Did you hear about that party last weekend?" And I go, "Did I hear about what?" And he goes, "You hear about that party last weekend?" I go, "No what party?" And he goes, "Tracy Morgan had a party that turned into an what? <laughs> and he goes, turn into an orgy. We're sitting around with our suits on, and there's naked people. <laughs> and by the way, he did the wrong, like he put, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. two fingers <laughs> together. Well, I and I yeah, and I said, well, what what is this two fingers? And he goes, oh, okay, fine. And he started doing the right thing, and then and I and he said, uh, he goes, yeah. And nice. then, he goes, and then uh, people are ha- doing it, and then Tracy Morgan comes around and takes off all his clothes and starts doing it. To people, and I go, what? when was this and he goes last saturday night right at that moment tracy morgan walks around the corner i haven't seen tracy in probably a year at this point yeah and i go tracy i heard your party was messed up man (laughs) and tracy rolled up and he just started eyeballing me and he went. it was crazy (laughs) It was crazy. You know what's crazy about it, Craig? When you get off on my floor, you don't even hear nothing. You don't hear nothing at all. Then you start walking towards my apartment, but you still don't hear nothing. Then you knock on my door, and you still don't hear nothing, right? But when I open the door, there's buttholes and toes. And that was such an unusual sentence. I had never heard that sentence before. But I had to clarify, did you say buttholes and toes? And toes. And, and Tracy toes. looked at me and said, Yeah, some of them toes were in the buttholes. And you walked out of the room and I went, Wow. That that's the most magical sentence I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Can we hashtag that? Yeah. There was a period of time before he was on 30 Rock where Tracy would hang out at clubs in New York and he was he was an SNL cast member and anytime he was in the room. Uh, hanging out with comics. There was always one comic that would look in his direction and look at you and go, you ever try to talk to that guy? <laughs> there was always like this curiosity, like, what is up with that guy? I've I've had conversations where I feel like I'm not having a direct conversation. He speaks in euphemisms. He does. And, uh, yes. and it's, you know, like... <laughs> I remember introducing him to somebody, and I go, hey, man, this is my... Tracy's and my friend Shavo, who's in the band System of a Dan. He, uh, Shavo, this is Tracy. Tracy's a Shavo. I don't know if you know who this guy is. Yeah, and Tracy absolutely. said, I know who that dude is. I'm personal friends with Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> I used, well, to, live, I used well. to live on Dagobah. I used to mess around with Yoda's cousin. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> oh, whatever that means, this is my friend, and this is Tracy. Aww. And then, like, yeah. But uh, um, I think Tracy is a phenomenal guest because he's he so is, unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: You ever well, had any run-ins with, with Tracy? None. I never met him, man. I never had the opportunity to meet him, yeah. Was there
1: ever anybody at the Comedy Store that uh, that you were like, like, you get used to it after a while, yeah. but do you remember being shocked, like, oh my god, that is one of my greatest
3: heroes of I all met, I Ooh. met Cat Williams on New oh, Year's yeah. Night yep. about uh, five years ago. You know Jamar Neighbors? Yeah, of course. Him and Jamar Neighbors got into a fist fight. <laughs> Wait a minute,
1: is that the night the cops came?
3: Yeah. So, no so, way. We've got to take a
0: very quick break. Wait oh, my God. This, this is going to be this, great. <laughs> this was
1: SWAT team, Sunset Boulevard, bad. shut down. It ended up on TMZ. Last yeah.
0: time I had Tracy Morgan a show, this is what he did. Tom, Tom, Tom. He just kept saying my name. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. We'll be right back. We'll, we'll, be be back. Coming up. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We are very lucky, Rell Battle in studio, along with Craig Gass, telling the stories. JB's here just spouting off about the St. Louis Blues winning that Stanley Cup.
1: I haven't said a word this hour about it. Why not? But <laughs> I will now. <laughs> but but I will now. <laughs> 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 Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's pretty awesome. It mm-hmm. is a wonderful I, thing. I've
2: followed that team since I was an eight year old. No. Six year old kid. Wow. But you didn't, even, you didn't even watch the championship game. I, I told you I didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> is that one. right? Yeah. I, feel just, I told them in the first hour that's every wonderful. time I would switch over and watch it, Boston would score within two minutes. So I,
1: in yeah. games one through six. Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. So I just like. I respect that. <laughs> I know. That's how JB is. I respect is. that. Wow. Yeah, there's. Uh, I know. Um, the uh, I went to a playoff game in Seattle. The Seahawks are playing the Green Bay Packers and Allison Chains was the halftime show. And I know Jerry Cantrell has a story about um, Green Bay just killed um, the Seahawks for uh, two hours and 45 minutes. They just destroyed the Seahawks. And Jerry, the band was in a suite. Jerry said, all right. I'm going to beat the traffic and get out of here. Oh, and he yeah. said he started to leave and people started cheering. Uh oh! And he was almost out the door and he w- looked at the TV and he was like, oh my God, they just they just scored. And then he's watching the TV. Oh my, they just scored again. And he really? ran back to the suite and when he opened the door to the suite, everyone in the suite said, no, get out of here. You're the good luck, <laughs> Tom. And he goes, and he just went, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And he just left. He yeah, left. Because right he knew that it was, yeah. it was like, it had to be something about him leaving yeah. that did that. But, uh, but man... What Rel is about to tell you, oh. I walked into. <laughs> what you know, I, I walked to... into, and it is. <laughs> I just. I remember. I, I have a really bizarre uh, point of view of what you're about to tell. But uh, but Rel was starting to tell this story about a, a comic that we know, uh, Jamar Neighbors, who I didn't realize was the guy who got in the fight with Cat yeah. Williams at night. But
3: I, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I was performing. I was I was hosting some show, and Cat was there. And um, I was like, oh, Cat Williams. I get to bring up Cat Williams. It's going to be great. And uh, I'm not as good as you with the impressions, so clearly. But he was there. And Cat has a lot of issues with other comics from back in the day because he was a weird guy. And so uh, I brought up another comic, and I'm bringing up Cat. But the comic before, I was like, this is my, you know, big homie. He's a big friend of mine. And then I bring up Cat. And the Cat, I saw him after he got off stage. I'm like, I'm oh, a big cat, big fan. He says, uh... He says, uh, are you the one that said you like David Arnold? Oh, and I go, oh, uh, "I go, yeah. He says, well, I don't mess with you then. And he was sitting there. He had his perm out. He was smoking a cigarette. <laughs> what the hell? He looked at me like it was a, he was a pimp in a 70s black <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, I don't mess with you then. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. And, and he had a little girl there that was smoking a cigarette with her perm out right beside him, just sitting there, like his daughter or something. And then uh, he's smoking a cigarette, and I walk away. Um, then uh, it was New Year's night, so uh, all the comics, Cat Williams at the comedy store. So we're all excited. He just dissed me, but uh, my, friend, my friend Jamar Neighbors is taking selfies, trying to get, you know, with Cat. He's a comedian. Oh, Which,
1: by the oh. way, Jamar is famous for. Jamar will just walk up to people, and he just, it's his thing. He takes yeah, yeah, he loves taking selfies. And, uh,
3: and uh, Cat said, Did not tell you not to take any pictures of me. <gasps> Jamar was like, All right, what up, man? It took selfie anyway. Oh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Now, Cat's for yeah, four eleven maybe. <laughs> he's, he's a very he's small, small dude. That's he small, is. Right. He's a very, very small, small, dude. small, dude. Jamar's my height, about five nine, five ten, but Jack, like muscles, really rips. muscular. He got like abs, on his neck. He's a big. He's the kind
1: of guy who's in such good shape. He yeah. loves walking. He knows yeah. that if any of us looked like him, we would also be walking around with no shirt on. He yes, loves to take yes. his shirt off. But
3: he doesn't work out. That's like it's like Kool Aid and uh, government oh. cheese body. Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's like peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah. It's just it's just ghetto. Ghetto uh, shape. That, that makes me Jealous man You know what I'm saying That makes
1: me you know jealous those guys Who work out
3: in their, oh, yeah. Those guys who work out In their front yard But that, have that a gym In the Jackson. back He's one of those dudes Right yeah. That was Soul
1: <laughs> Jackson By the way Yes Yes
3: yeah. so This is a Jack Hood dude Right Very, But hilarious comic Funny guy And uh, he takes a selfie And a uh, cat flips out And swings on Jamar Oh <gasps> and misses. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I remember Jamar going, I remember Jamar going, oh, yeah. And then he just, And, then, oh, yeah. and so he just, uh, he hits Cat, and Cat's small, so he knocks him, Cat's your size. Like, he just knocks him. He's a really small dude, and knocks him out, and Cat's bodyguard's there, and him and Jamar start knuckling up, and everybody's like, what the, what's going on? Another other small Filipino comics is always a Filipino comic. Filipino comic. <laughs> and he jumps on the bodyguard's back, and they're fighting the bodyguard. The Filipino? Filipino kid. Cat goes, I'll be right back. Cat runs to get a gun. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Uh, he runs to get a gun, and he comes back yelling like he's in the movies, oh. and he's walking around with the gun. You know, what's going on? This is in his bad days, and everybody just scatters. This is the front of the comedy store, and everybody just scatters out of the way, and then police come, and there's a, a helicopter. You just, oh, you know, my God. Yeah. They
1: shut down Sunset Boulevard. All I know is I wasn't in the room where this took place, but I was just kind of casually hanging out, and somebody said to me as I was walking into this small parking lot in the back of the comedy store, they said, hey, you might want to be careful when you step out there. And I said, why? And he said, "He goes, are you not noticing what's going on right now? And I said, what? And I looked up and I saw several cops. There's a ramp that goes up to the hotel next door. Yeah, right. And right. all the way down the ramp were police officers Ooh. in riot gear. And they had Ooh. guns drawn in my direction, Ooh. and I went, "Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know what's happening." And I just, with my hands up, I walked to the front of the comedy store, and saw that they had shut down Sunset Boulevard mm. because yeah. they were trying to find, they were responding to, and then ended up on TMZ. Uh, it was, it was really crazy. And you know what's great about the comedy store? <laughs> Those jokes ended up like. Joke, they made jokes about it like that night yeah. and the next night on yeah. stage. There was a guy who was murdered on the patio yeah. of the Comedy Store a few years ago. It, it ended up being... Uh, they it, it was I a know, hit, right? It was a hit. It was, it was like a, hit. a gang what? hit. What? They, yeah. they murdered somebody at, comedy store. at the Comedy Store. This is, this
3: is rare. I don't, I don't want people to think the Comedy Store is this dangerous no, no, place. No,
1: not yeah, that's just Very rare. Very yeah. rare. Uh, so rare that they felt comfortable making jokes about it on stage yeah. the next night. People were doing jokes about the guy who died on Patio. I don't
3: even think they closed. Did they close that night? <laughs> like, that's, that's outside. The show's Please in here. welcome Earl Skakel. Yeah, right. Like, you guys uh-oh. hear what happened outside? Crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you were saying off the air, Tom, that, uh, that you love hearing stories and I do. this doesn't fit into what we were just talking about. This is the music business. Uh, but it's, it's one of the best stories I've ever heard of my in my life. On the way here, I was listening to KQ on the way here, and they were playing Don Henley's uh, Dirty Laundry. And I was thinking about how a friend of mine who is a guitar tech told me the story about a friend of his who um, is a guitar tech for the Eagles mm. and told me this incredible story that just sounded too good to be true. And I ran into a friend of mine who used to play drums for Don Henley's solo band. And I said, I heard a story once. I need to know if it's true about how Don Henley met Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. And he goes, about the autograph. And he goes, it's 100% true. And I've seen it. It's actually framed. And it's in his house. He actually, I've seen the photo. Really? And apparently Don Henley is a huge Beach Boys fan. Found out that Brian Wilson was going to be doing an art exhibit in Los Angeles. So Don Henley, the Beach Boys fan, wants to go meet Brian Wilson. And he brings his first album he ever purchased as a kid, which was the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. And he goes to this art exhibit that Brian Wilson is going to do. Here's the problem. Brian Wilson, for those of you who don't know, is off. Yeah, he's yeah, very yeah. off. Really nice guy, though. Really nice guy, but really he's nice very guy. off. He's socially awkward. He might be. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh okay. what is, is it Asperger's? Uh, autistic? Is it, yeah. autistic. Yeah. Well, his autistic? dad also beat the hell out of him yeah. on a daily basis, trying to beat the autism out of him. Is that right? yeah. Oh, yeah and yeah. also, and then, and then, massive drug addiction that yep. destroyed him. And anyways, yep. so Don Henley shows up, and says, "Brian, Don Henley, Eagles."
0: Oh, oh no! And
1: Brian goes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. And Don is trying to have a normal conversation yeah. as a rock superstar with another rock superstar. It's not going anywhere. So Don finally says, uh, hey, do you mind, this, this is the first album I ever purchased, do you mind, son? He goes, sure, 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 you, you, you got, you got uh, sh- uh, something I can sign it with? And he hands him the album, hands him the Sharpie, and Brian Wilson looks at Don Henley a minute and then writes to Don looks at him again thank you for all the great music and then slows down looks at Don Scratches off the word great and writes good (laughs) and then signs his name and then hands it to him. Not being an a hole, he just had thought about it for a second and said, You know what? I meant, I wrote great. I meant, You're not great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not a beach boy. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. good, But you're not a beach. And Don Hanley apparently thought it was so funny that he framed the album and he has it in the entrance to his it's house. Fans. It's fantastic. That's actually That's better
3: that. to do it that way. That's funny. That's a good story, Yeah, <laughs> I
1: love stories like that. But yeah, it's the, the stories about Cat Williams are so strange because uh, somebody who's that successful financially is usually so much more careful about the way they behave, and yeah. he's the most, he like, was, there was a period of time for like a year where
3: he was going into the audience and smacking mm-hmm. audience
1: members, like what the hell are yeah. you doing, dude? Like it was so reckless. Yeah. And
3: P- Pryor was like that too, you know, he was wild, you know, those guys back in the day. But Pryor, did Pryor, Pryor ever
1: physically assault
3: not people? Not people, I'm saying just the craziness. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. yeah, true, very true, and I know there's been some incidents here and there with Dice where Dice doesn't like to be touched, do you ever hear that? Like Dice has a thing where where people will uh, <laughs> will come up to him and uh, like if they physically heard touch everywhere. him he'll he'll, say, <laughs> he goes, I he'll say he'll he'll say don't touch me like really yeah you remember there was one night at the store and this is I don't know at least seven eight years ago where police responded where uh, where Dice um, wanted to fight an audience member for touching his hand as he got off stage oh wow and, and uh, yeah and police responded to that and um, but yeah but I but he I. Dice is more of uh, just kind of an unusual
3: guy. He's not. We're making who the store sound so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: it's really don't ever <laughs> go. <man. laughs> the store. I mean, there's a lot of legendary things that have
2: happened yeah. in the store over the years, man. And yeah. um, you know what they say? No, uh, no publicity is bad publicity. That's so. true. That's a good
3: <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I suppose when, that is. I true. mean, way wor- way worse stuff happened in the 80s with Coke. Yeah. There, so. Oh this is, God. This yes. is nothing.
1: Yeah. You're and right then the that. thing that I've always been fascinated <laughs> with. Is it doesn't happen anymore? But there used to be a lot of supernatural stuff that happened yeah. at the at the comedy store that was. L.A.
0: Nick talks about that. a guy that's on the show on Wednesdays. He did, yeah, yeah. L.A. Nick talks about. It. He said it's all kinds of ghosts and everything.
3: Because it used to be Ciro's, uh, a mafia, Ciro's, yeah. a mafia joint that's back in right. the day, back yeah. in the fifties. Yep, Ciro used to go through there.
1: Yeah, and supposedly people were taken out in the basement. Mm-hmm. And throughout the 80s, throughout the 70s and 80s, I guess it was like a regular thing where where people would ask for a manager and say, "And you know, I know this is going to sound weird, but mm. I have uh, an ability to communicate with spirits, and there are a lot of angry people in your basement. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of really? angry spirits in your basement. Yeah. And Sam Kinison was obsessed with the ghosts. Yeah, he would spend yep, the night yep. in there. And there were stories that... Um, I've heard amazing stories, uh, one guy who told me, Don Barris actually told me a story, Don Barris is a guy who's a comedian who, who warms up the Jimmy Kimmel show, who's hard to have like a normal conversation yeah. with, Don's always in character, oh, but he yeah. actually told me a ghost story once that was pretty amazing about um, coming in, he used to work in the office at the Comedy Store. And he came in after doing an all-nighter and worked till about noon answering the phones and just said, hey man, you guys mind if I just take a nap downstairs? And he went down into the main room and put some stuff together to make a makeshift pillow and he said he slept on the stage mm. behind the curtain in mm. the main room. And he said just as he's starting to fall asleep, he hears somebody walking through the main room all the way through to the back where the hallway is that goes to the stage and started walking through the hallway towards dawn walked over Don and went into the bathroom, and he was like laying there like, man, like he was just waiting and waiting and waiting, didn't hear a flush, nothing, and then he finally opened his eyes, and the lights are off in the bathroom, and he opened the door, and, and there was nobody there, and he said, but the weird thing was when the person walked over me, there's a feeling, even if somebody doesn't make physical contact with you, There's a presence you feel when somebody walks over you. And he said, somebody walked over me and went into the bathroom and closed the door. And there was nobody in the bathroom. And there was uh, one comic who used to manage the comedy store who said that he locked up everything at 2 o'clock in the morning, got in his car to leave the comedy store, and he saw the lights were on in the comedy store. And thought, oh, man, he thought he messed up and went back inside the comedy store, turned off the lights, and came back outside, locked the door, got in his car, and the lights came back on. He was like, oh man, there's somebody in yeah. there. So he called the cops. LAPD showed up uh, 20, 30 minutes later, and he said, I'm 20, 30 minutes later. Cause it's, <laughs> that's nice. Because that's Hollywood. Yeah, And uh, and he said, hey, I'm, I'm the manager of the comedy store, and uh, I think somebody's in there. I, I closed the door, somebody turned the lights on. It's like, all right, let's go in there. So they walk through all the rooms, and the, and the cops are going, hey, LAPD, hello? Anybody in here, LAPD? They go through all the rooms, very cavernous, uh, uh, space and uh, they don't see anybody, they don't hear anybody, they turn off all the lights, they come back outside, lock the door, the lights come back on. The cops said, all right, we're gonna go inside, <laughs> leave go. us inside the club, turn off all the lights and leave us in there and we're gonna hear who's turning on the lights and we're gonna find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, all right. So he left the police officers inside the comic store with the lights off for 15 minutes and nobody, nothing, so the cops come to the door and knock on the door, and he he lets them out. The lights come back on again, and then one of the officers goes, oh, wait a second. this used to be zeros, right? He goes, yeah. All right, this is not a police situation. You, you got ghosts. I'll, I'll tell you about it. And he, he, tells, he tells his partner, like, I'll tell you in the car. We'll get in the car. And I'll tell you about it. No, no, no. He goes, you don't have a criminal situation. You, you got ghosts and you got creepy stuff going on here. Uh, wow. but we're gonna leave. And he just, he just. The cops just let it go and said, yeah, you got a ghost situation. So, that is unbelievable. There's yeah. some
0: great stories. Oh, we gotta take one more quick break. We'll be right back for the last segment. Right after this, with the family.
1: Go to kissonline.com.
0: <laughs>
2: If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com
0: right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Hi, it's Tom. After achieving my goal of losing 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy brothers and the amazing staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I'd like to encourage you to let Nutrimost help you shed those unwanted pounds too. Besides eating fresh foods, another one of the reasons that the Nutrimost Weight Loss Plan works so well is the one-on-one coaching that you receive. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So how long have you been trying to lose weight on your own without the help of a coach? When you have someone keeping you accountable, it makes achieving your goal so much easier. Make a commitment to your health and let Nutrimost help you with your weight loss journey. I encourage you to schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutrimost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutrimost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Call now, 763-333-7337. You're good, not great, but
1: good.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, Brian Wilson, I, I talked to him several years ago and the next day I got a FedEx package and it was the Beach Boys and every one of them had signed it for me. It was really nice. And I don't have it anymore. Because Dana Gould came in one day, and he's a huge Beach Boys fan. Huge really? Beach Boys. Fan. So I gave it to him.
3: Really? Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah I, I wouldn't have done that, but you know, that's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> giving, like, this this uh, one of the
0: greatest what, bands of all time. You know what I'm doing tomorrow night, though?
3: <laughs> <laughs> giving me a Jay-Z uh, poster with Jay-Z and Beyonce signing it? I could do that. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, this is pretty cool, actually. A song came out, uh, Ricky Peterson, got about 20, 25 years ago, called King of the World. And on the song, I play the part of Muhammad Ali on, on the song. Really? Okay. Did you find it, Andy? See if you can find it. Find what? King of the World by Ricky oh, Peters.
1: my like, oh, i got to work. So, <laughs> so, here it Jeez, is.
0: I was reading about Starnamism. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I ain't coming to work. <laughs> I'm just at work. But Ali heard it.
0: Ali heard the song and sent me this gigantic boxing glove autograph. Oh, well, that's where you got that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Muhammad sent it to me. And I'm giving that to somebody tomorrow night. Wow. I'm, I'm not big on the collectibles and all that stuff. I mean, it's nice, but... It doesn't mean as much to me as it would to somebody else. Charity? Yeah, some charities, yeah. Yeah, Some charities, get a a lot of that stuff. That would
3: do well, charity, yeah. Muhammad.
1: There was one night at the Comedy Store where Dave Chappelle was on stage. It was after Muhammad Ali passed. And Dave uh, wasn't really doing stand-up as much as he was talking about how much Muhammad Ali meant to him, as he did to everybody. Yeah, he did to everybody. That's true. And Chappelle said, uh, I'm going to show you something. I don't know if you were there that night. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to show you something that... uh, is uh, gonna show you um why i feel something. why there's something special here and he was going through his phone and he showed it to somebody in the front row and they were like whoa and he said that's me and i was four years old in that picture and it's a picture of him yeah, yeah i don't know yeah, how he him. met him yeah that's but phenomenal. someone in his family knew
3: muhammad ali well, you know Chappelle's, hes a, he's muslim
1: Okay, yeah. yeah, mo- that's right. And right. his mother
3: was a uh, she was an educator at Howard University. So and, his, and
1: so was his dad, right? His yeah. Daddy? So
3: like, you know, Muhammad would come and speak, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's fantastic. Wow. Find it, Andy. I don't think it's out there actually. Oh, it is out there still.
3: I don't know. Anyway,
0: it, it, it's uh, yeah, it's just a song. Ricky, Pe- <laughs> one great story about Ricky Peterson was on a world tour with his group, right? Yeah. And he flies into Japan. And Ricky Peters is about the nicest guy you would ever wanted me. Really good guy. So he flies into Japan for his tour. He goes, Tom, man, I can't believe I did this. And it, was not, it wasn't intentional. I said, why? What happened? And he said, I sat down, I had an interpreter. They were interviewing me on, on Japanese radio. And, they, and the host said to him through the interpreter, so how, how do you like Japan? Are you enjoying the weather? <laughs> Ricky responded without thinking. Yeah, Japan's great. I mean, there's
1: a little nip in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just
2: said, oh no, I didn't
1: really mean that. You know what? I got to tell you, and I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I did Shaq's show that uh, my personal favorite basketball player of all time is Charles Barkley. Whoa, and, man, and there I'm is, going. there is, there is a <laughs> who says that? There, there is a moment. I just, I just because. I, I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Okay. I'm one of five Phoenix Suns
3: <laughs> okay, fans all right. on the Okay, the world. I'm, over now. I'm one of five. Threw me
1: off. And Charles Barkley, I, it's not just that I love what he did for the team when he was with the team. It's his sense of humor and the way he was able to get under people's skin. I just I found him to be a really entertaining player. But the first dream team, there was a press conference, and I've tried to find this. like Once a year, there's some things that I saw... Before the internet that I just keep thinking that's got to show up on the internet someday Yeah, and this is the most politically incorrect moment I've ever seen in my life with the original dream team doing a press conference. That was uh, what Michael Jordan Scottie Magic, Scottie Pippen Scottie, Magic, oh uh, yep. and there's a, a press conference um, 92 uh, an international press conference mm-hmm. and an Asian woman with a really thick accent said Charles I have a question for you. And she asked her question with a really thick accent, and it it was hard to understand her. Whoops. And she asked the question, there was a pause, and Charles Barkley looked at her and went, Ching-chong, ching-chong-chong, and everybody started laughing. It was one of the most outrageously funny moments where I was like, oh, my God. Like, even back in 1992, I thought, God, dude, that's incredibly insensitive. But everybody laughed.
3: He was, Good. Yeah. Good. And, uh, <laughs> he was wrong. Yeah. And he was wrong. You're not going to tell
1: him that though, <laughs> <you>? <laughs> He was wrong. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. it was wow. it was insane. And I've been looking for that clip for years on it's the probably, internet. It's,
2: it's not gonna come out you know. Yeah.
1: No, you're not gonna find it. No, that. the
2: NBA said hell yeah. no. Uh,
1: <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, so Rel, you're here what, all weekend. Are you doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah,
3: we're hanging out, we guys. We're doing. Uh, hey, I like that segue. Good man, Craig Aslin. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm laughs>
1: uh... Actually, actually, Craig,
3: I have uh, two shows tonight at the House of Comedy in Bloomington at the Mall of America. All right. And two shows tomorrow night and Sunday. What about you?
1: I'm doing uh, two shows tonight, in New Hope. Two shows tomorrow, in New Hope. And then one show in St. Cloud for Father's Day. At the red carpet, right? At the yep. red carpet, yeah. I was up there a
2: few weeks ago and I saw Tricks and uh, Adrian Washington, who's was a regular up Adrian's there. Adrian's a great kid. And Tricks? It's a good club, man. <laughs> the <laughs> Tricks.
1: comedian Tricks? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came yeah. in for
2: a weekend just to hang out.
1: With Adrian? It
2: was, yeah, it was a small crowd. I got. Twisted with uh, with the guys afterwards, but it was a good time, and they played to that small crowd, and they loved it. It was yeah. awesome. It's a good it? good club. Well, yeah. Adrian
0: to tell you a story about about using his wife's ID. It's phenomenal.
2: Oh, Laura, jeez, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. I so imagine. Adrian goes
0: in the store, and he didn't have any ID, and he had to buy I don't know, whatever, and he says, just give me your ID. <laughs> now Adrian is black, and his wife is white. Mm-hmm. All right? So he wow. goes in. This is Minnesota. <laughs> but how did that work? I just like, Actually, like, <laughs>
2: let me tell you this. Uh, His wife was a beauty queen. Oh yeah, yeah. she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She oh no, my I'm God. Saying,
3: he doesn't. They don't look like. I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the whole problem. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so he, he you goes, see he her, you're ID. like, how the hell did
2: that
0: happen?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you have some
0: ID, and he gives him the ID, and the guy says, What's her name, what's her name again? Laura. Laura. He
3: yeah. yeah. Sounds like it was Michael Jackson.
0: You don't look like a Laura. He goes.
1: <laughs> oh, but I do look like a Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's wow, really that's a great joke. I, I think guy. Adrian's yeah, doing the show with me on Sunday. He usually hosts the shows. Up there. He does. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's, like he's the house guy up there. Yeah, yeah he's so he's I'm incredible. Doing, uh, and by the way, the, there's a link for New Hope and St. Cloud. It's all at getgas.com. If you're coming out to the shows this weekend, uh, getgaswith2s.com has a link for uh, for both of the shows. Or both of those locations. Well, I mean, since we're going to plug websites, MOA.HouseOfComedy.net
2: for know, tickets tonight, you know. for yeah. tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday tonight. for REL. And uh, we got some passes out there, yes, right? Yes, we got some passes. I have the post <laughs> up on Twitter. Sorry, oh, top. Man,
0: Thank you. No, good. No, I, I just thought of something. It was uh, <laughs> Jimmy Pardo. Same thing. Everybody's going down their websites on <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: And I said, "You want? You just want to throw one out there, too?" Jimmy goes, "Redtube.com." <laughs> uh,
2: win for the day. That's when you retire and go to oh, Redtube.com. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: so whatever. goes <laughs> no charge
3: (laughs) (laughs) good for him (laughs) i'm really glad to hear it Jimmy. that's probably a great show oh
0: god well see that just sitting here you guys at some time some points you sit down and go i can't believe that i met this person i met that person you know i work with I, i do enjoy that after all these years of doing this Mm-hmm. I still, looking back and all the people you guys talk about, everybody and they've all come through town and I've had a chance. I really enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. The fact that I was lucky enough to meet all these different people, you know, my like I said, I got my one of my favorite moments ever is I met Peter Falk, and as he was leaving, he, he gave me a hug.
2: Is that Columbo? Yeah, mm-hmm. Columbo.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. One of the great actors of all time, of all time. Uh, but he gives me a hug. And he's <laughs> hugging me. He goes, Hey, kid. The hell are you doing in Minneapolis? <laughs> said, really? Thank you, man. Said, that was very nice. Just a very, very nice moment. I yeah. love it.
1: I love those moments where you meet somebody who's super cool to you, but I also yeah, kind of get a kick yeah. out of when people are not nice. Like I, yeah. I kind of get a kick out. Oh, of there have been a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there sure has been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! No, I don't so want to this... meet.
3: I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet my uh, my your heroes. heroes. Yeah, yeah I like, understand
1: that. No, what really. heroes have you met, Ral, that lived up to your expectations?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's like a pretentious. Aho, uh, <laughs> I I think? worked with Will Smith. Um, oh, you did September. I write for Will Smith, and uh, I met Will, and um, he wanted some. He wanted to do a comedy thing. He had a, he had a show called uh, Bucket List. Oh, no, And kidding. every episode he does a oh, new yeah. thing. It's his Netflix thing. This isn't a it? uh, it's his Facebook Live oh, thing. Okay. And every episode he does a new thing. And uh, and this one he wanted to do stand up. That's like the thing he fears the most. He swam with sharks and jumped out of yep, a helicopter. Yep. But the stand up was a scary <laughs> thing. So he. Brings, a lot of people this, say that. Exactly. He brings us down, he brings out five comics, we all pitch him ideas. Uh he chooses me. He goes uh and uh, they hit me like, yo, come to this house tomorrow. Right. So I go to Will Smith's house I'm sorry, Will Smith's compound. He doesn't have a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Go. Let me act like he has a house. And we go in, you got his IDs, it's you know, you gotta Security, like eye scans, this crazy thing you gotta do. You go to go, hey, hey, you gotta run down past the second lake. I'm like, yeah, it's too freaking lake, Really? The second, the lake? Second, second lake? Second, second to find, lake? I'm trying, to find, I'm trying to find the first one over the football oh, field you got here. <laughs> so we, second lake? We go up to his house. Uh, it's like he has Gandalf's door. We go inside, and downstairs comes Mike Lowry, bad boys. He's like yeah, this Will yeah. Smith. Yep. We sit and talk. we joking. His, 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 uh, his his chef brings out all types of food. Did you, I'm thinking, is anybody else coming? No, it's just me. Just like sausage, biscuits, ham. We're wow. hanging out. I meet his wife. I meet his son, Jaden. Uh, we work for an hour. I'm prepared for eight. We work for an hour. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? He's like, uh, you want to go to Vegas with us? I'm like, uh, yeah. Get out of here. I'm that's like, yeah. Crazy. I said, well, what time I got to be at LAX? He says, no, we're going to um, Van Nuys. I go, well, Van Nuys. Oh, that's that's private jets. He's like, yeah, I'm Will Smith. Right? <laughs> wow. He <literally> said that. <laughs> I'm like true. You're right. You're right. You're right. This this all really God. happened. We go in the uh, the private jet the next day. I'm there at seven in the morning. We don't leave till eight thirty. Uh, we go in the private jet. Me, like four people's managers. We go to Vegas. It was like the Canelo and uh, Triple G fight back oh, in September. Yeah. Yep. We wow. go. We're hanging out. I'm I'm hanging out. with Will. I go into a room. It's a swimming pool in the in the middle of the room. I go. Oh, I think you guys might have gave me Will's room. I appreciate it. They're like, No, no, that's your room. So we're wow. hanging out. We, uh, we ended up uh, just hanging out. He goes to the fight. I'm not that cool to go to the fight. Yeah, you can't go to the fight. He goes okay. to the fight. Chappelle comes, right? Chappelle comes, rapper T.I., Q-Tip. They all go. "We'll like, order whatever you guys want on my room. And I'm going order lobster and, and, and oysters. <laughs> and I'm allergic to shellfish. That's how excited I was. <laughs> <That> was <pretty laughs> I was pretty excited. If if Will Smith's paying for it, how do you not? How do you not eat it? And we had a great time. We wrote maybe ten minutes that whole weekend, and uh, and so he was—he's every single thing people think: energetic, funny, talented. He's every single thing you think he is. He's like, yeah, warm. So it's he's like, the one guy I got that level. Now I don't have to meet anybody at this point. You that's know? awesome. He was great.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. You meet people and you think,
1: I- I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. But Man, they're that's just a, really great. Yeah, yeah. He
3: that's was, a different experience than, was the best.
1: than I had with a dude with a big house. <laughs> uh Gene Simmons invited me to his house. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God. God. It was It wasn't. <laughs> And by the way, I had mentioned this to you. Like I didn't he's know what I, I didn't know what to expect. But there's another rock star dude, uh, Sebastian Bach, who's the who was the singer yeah. of right. Hero. Right. He had a story about going to Gene's house, and he had warned me like, "Hey, he's a really cheap guy." And I was like, <laughs> what, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Dude, I went to that guy's house, <laughs> and that guy has like a kiss museum inside his house, oh, which I saw. That he has a room." Full of every Kiss product that he's ever sold. And he said, and I walked in there and I said, I, I saw a bag of like 100 Kiss cell phone covers. And I said, dude, what the hell is that? And Gene said, that's our new promotion for Kissmas. It's our Kiss cell phone. Kissmas. Of course. And he said, Can I have one of those? And Gene said, I wish I could, but if you go to kissonline.com. <laughs> and he wouldn't give him one oh, wow. piece of plastic. So oh when I get to his house, it wasn't his idea to invite me. It was his production that wanted me to come in like, hey, we have an idea about filming an episode of Gene Simmons, Family Jewels. And I was like, oh, my God. And it didn't seem to be communicated all the way to Gene because when I got there, Gene was like protective of me being in his house. And he, he confronted me when I first walked in. And he said, so why are you here? <laughs> and I said, I'm just I'm here to hang out with you and have fun. He said, are you going to make fun of me? Is that why you're here? You're going to make fun of me in my house? And I said, <laughs> no, I don't. I go, that is not my vibe at yeah. all. You know what, can I, can I tell you what would be a perfect day for me, this, this would be a perfect day, if I could hang out with you and just tell you jokes and, and make you laugh, and you tell me your favorite jokes. And he yeah. said, you wanna, you wanna hear a joke? <laughs> and I said, sure. And he told me a joke that was, it took him five minutes to tell me this joke. <laughs> I can summarize it in a few sentences. A guy dies and goes to heaven. St. Peter is giving him a tour of heaven. They open up a door, and sitting on a giant throne is Gene Simmons from Kiss. <laughs> and the guy asks St. Peter, What's Gene Simmons doing here? And St. Peter says, That's not Gene Simmons that's god uh, <laughs> he just thinks he's jean i looked at him and like oh my god i'm getting struck down in this house i gotta get the hell out of here yeah and there was there was a moment uh before i left where um i was asked to meet with jean before i leave and they said go meet jean he's waiting for you outside the museum the kiss museum right and i went outside there and he's standing there uh, there was a couple tables with Kiss merchandise, <laughs> he said. Oh, God. Would you like a T-shirt before you leave? You want, what do you wear? So you are XL? He goes, let me give you, do you wear boxers? And he's <laughs> got comic books. He's got, oh God. And, he's, and I go, yeah, whatever you want to give me. And he, and he goes, let me give you a bag. And he whips out, he has Kiss shopping bags. <laughs> so he goes, oh and starts filling it up with stuff. And then I noticed that he had Kiss baby clothes. And I said, hey. Uh, I got a question. This isn't for me, but my friend Mike is the guitarist of Pearl Jam, and he's a huge Kiss fan. He just had a baby. Is it okay to take one of the baby onesies for Mike? And he said, is that Mike McCready? Is that who you're talking about? And I said, yeah, he's a a dear friend of mine, and he loves you, and he just had a baby, and I just think he'd get a kick out of that. And he said, okay, you can have two. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> like, I, like I'm bargaining with a guy <laughs> to take his stuff that like cost him a few bucks. Like, you know, but uh yeah, he was uh um he was warm in a standoffish way. Yay. Like uh, you know, but man, what Rel just described is like That's insane. That's insane. That's like yeah. uh, comedians what, yeah. comedians push and push and push and push, and you, and you try to open doors, you try to open doors. And you hear these stories from comics where every once in a while they find somebody yep. who just throws the door wide open yep. and goes, yeah, man, yep. do whatever you want, and you're yep. like, what? Like, it's yeah. that easy? Like that's, that's amazing.
0: We should mention where you guys are tonight. I Sure. Again? Absolutely. Again? Well, well, absolutely. well,
3: again? <laughs> well I'm, at the, I'm at the House of, uh, House of Comedy, uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy at the mall over in Bloomington, and where are you at, Craig?
1: I am performing <laughs> in two towns this weekend. I'm in New Hope tonight and tomorrow night, and then in St. Cloud on Sunday at the Red Carpet. What's that
2: website again? get It's at With Two s's.
1: Get gas with two s's. Get gas with two s's. Just like kissonline.com. Two s's. Kissonline.com. <laughs> right. Get red gas. Tube. Don't and forget the
2: red tube. There you go. Very quickly. There's yeah. a <laughs> lot of gas
1: ago. in this room. <laughs> not 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 gas.
0: Not. Uh, I get a call from this person in Los Angeles. Said uh, Gene Simmons was on your show and he wants you to do some voiceover He's got a new TV show called Family Values. I said, okay, well, that's fine. So they sent me this stuff, and I read all the stuff, family values and all the rest of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's me on there, have you, you ever watched a show. Wow,
1: yeah, yeah. Never got paid. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> the wow. Same, thing, same thing they did to me. When they the, they had me on, they offered me an appearance on the show a few years earlier, yeah. and they said, we have this idea. And I said, oh, man, that'll be great. And then I got a phone call from a woman who said, I'm in charge of travel for the Gene Simmons television show. I right. just need to know where are you flying from. And I said, oh, uh, you know what? This actually isn't official yet because I haven't agreed to what our uh, payment is going to be for my appearance on the show. And the travel woman said, "Oh, you're not getting paid." And I was oh, like, no. "How do you know? You're oh, the travel lady!" Oh, no, man. And she Everybody said, "Yeah, you're knows. not getting paid." And so this guy said, "Hey, so uh, Gene considers it a favor." Like, he, <laughs> wow! You doing, oh, man? wow! And and it could be a favor too. And I mean. he said, "It'll be a lot of exposure." And I said, yeah. "Oh man, I, well, I don't feel comfortable doing this." And the guy said, "Well, let me ask you a question: If a miracle was to happen, um, like, and I was able to find something to pay you with, how much would make you happy?" And I said, I don't, I gotta be honest, if, if our starting point is zero, <laughs> yeah. I feel uncomfortable asking yeah. for a dollar. I feel uncomfortable with this, no, so right. we, they circled back around a couple of years later, and then we, we did Pickered a, it out. they were nice, they cool. were nice, yeah. Both so. of you behave the rest of the weekend, it's great, right. this was a real treat, this thanks, was Thanks for having me, It's to have
0: you, and absolutely. Enjoy your weekend, we'll talk to you Monday.